Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Roth, we're sitting here watching TV Let's at go. the Rose Bowl, and it's pouring with rain. Yeah. Pouring with rain back home, but were you a little bit disappointed that Washington, Michigan didn't make the Rose Bowl? I was disappointed that, uh, yes, for, for a bunch of reasons. One is I think Washington should still be in the Rose Bowl as the one seed. I think that what they've proven to do over the course of the season against ranked opponents time and time again is more impressive than what Michigan did against three ranked opponents two of which had fired their offensive coordinator at some point during the season or after the game. Uh, so on that, yes. Also with a family, you know, you wish you were there for New Year's Eve. Yeah. But it's also the Rose Bowl. And, and you're right. I, I was kind of rooting for Georgia because if they won, it would have been UW-Michigan. Who knows who, two, three, who would have been what? It doesn't really matter. But it would have been great for the fans. And that's kind of think where my heart kind of breaks a little bit for uh, fans of Washington who I know have made the trip here. But it would have been fun to see them at the Rose Bowl in a classic Big Ten Pac-12 match. And Washington has Michigan on the schedule next year. Yeah, of course they do. Oh, that would have been wild. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've followed Washington for quite some time. You know, I know that you've really enjoyed dealing with Coach Pete and then Jimmy Lake and Kalen DeBoer and, you know, Dylan Morris and Michael Penix. Just give me kind of the, you know, high above the stadium view of what you perceive this program has gone through in the, in the transitions. Well, I, I'll go all the way back to Sark. You know, yeah. I almost joined his staff in 09 when he took the job. And I can remember being in his office when he got the job offered. And at the time, Washington had not, was, was not looked at as the job it is today. Right? They had lost 13 straight games. Uh, they were just struggling. I can remember coaching against them when we were at SC. And, you know, they were always competitive games, but we were always end up on top. And he goes, yo, no, this thing has, it has what you need to become big time. I'm taking the job. Let's go. And being able to watch it, and I did a doc on Jake Locker his first year, if you remember, or his final yeah. year, if you remember that. And it was just really cool to see what the UW fan base could be when there was hope. And I think Sark provided that, which got them, you know, the remake around the stadium. And then here comes Coach Pete. And then to your point of you know, Jimmy Lake to Kalen, like it's just been a beautiful trajectory to watch this program because it's got such a pride around it from its fan base. And I just love observing that and, of course, calling games for the last... You know, I was calling games when Sark was there on Fox. You know, to, to, to see the trajectory has been beautiful because this is a blue blood. This is a program that should have the standard to be getting to games like this every year. They do get the best players and will continue to get elite players in the country and send them to the NFL. And, and I love that because the standard's back. And Coach Peterson, of course, got it there. Now Kalen DeVore is taking it back. And I, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. Do you remember your first impressions when you first met Kalen DeVore? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can remember it like yesterday. And I met him when he was actually at Fresno State. I called UCLA Fresno State when Jake Hayner beat the Bruins in this epic game where Hayner was getting banged up left and right. And, you know, I went to practice, got to meet Coach DeBoer, be around him, interview him in advance of the game. And the first thing that stood out to me was how prepared he was for our production meetings. And then as I've gotten to know him, he prepares for everything, right? Whether it's his media involvement, a one-on-one with you, uh, that's just who he is. And then as you continue to get to know him, you, know, you do the quick bio search, and you're like, all this guy's done is win. 
And I always love going back and being like, what type of athlete was he? And you find out he was an absolute shark in everything yeah, that he everything. did. I mean, he's just an elite player. And then I always think that players reflect the head coach's personality. And when you were the type of athlete he was, and you watch this team play now, they have his personality. That's why I think this game is amazing because both teams have that. They have that aggressive, you know, shark tank mentality. They're going to go blood in the water. Let's, let's get after it. You played wide receiver. I, I have to imagine at some point you thought, man, this would be a fun offense to play in. <laughs> Can you imagine? Game one, I called. There was, it was actually a training camp. Yeah. First time I went to practice uh, his, his first year. And they still had named the starting quarterback. Yeah. And I watched Michael Penix throw a couple balls. I can remember it was to Wayne Twalapapa, a little wheel route. And I was like, Coach, I ain't seen a throw like that in a while in this league. And I haven't seen schemes like this uh, in a long time. And you just start to learn and watch. And, yeah, I don't think I'd play because I think they'd recruit way better <laughs> players than, than, than me. But, yeah, everybody has a role. Like, like if, you, if somebody asked me, who's your key player in this game? I'd say Jack Westover because he always throws a roll on third down. Like, everybody's made a play. You go back to the Arizona game and Devin Culp with that amazing touchdown in the corner of the end zone. Like, all year long, there's a visual of somebody making a play. And the visual I always have from calling the games is up top, you just see movement. And I love offenses where guys are catching the ball on the move. I think it's dramatically better than some of the static offenses we see around the country in college football. And that's what gives UW a chance because they create explosive plays and they get a couple turnovers, it's a wrap. One of the things I remember from earlier this year was watching Max Brown drool over Michael Penix. What makes Michael special? Well, I think there's a few things that are obvious, right? Our talent, ball location, uh, I think is special, especially down the field. His willingness to, I think, complete more balls than most quarterbacks even attempt. It's important to differentiate that. But I, I go back to the Arizona game where they want to drop eight. No problem. He'll bleed you out, you know. And, and I think he has that on the field. He, he sees it with incredible clarity. He knows where the ball needs to go. He's not afraid to take a risk but put it in the right spot so it's, you know, low risk percentage. But then I go to off the field. I've gotten to know him, I think, pretty well. Doing a feature on him over the summer, uh, being around his coaches. He's gone through so much adversity that I think it's become the hallmark for this team. He's gone through it. Edafuan's gone through it. ZTF has gone through it. Rome has gone through it. Jalen has gone They've all gone through it in their own way. And I just look at that and I say, I would want to ride with this guy because it just feels as though he's got this mindset that is laser-focused. And having watched quarterbacks for a long time now, some of them have too many hanger-ons. You know, some of them, I think... Uh, look for the spotlight a little too much. Mike is about business. And I think that's really been reflected within the walls of that facility, whether it's watching him in workouts, practice, meetings. And I think that's allowed this team to have this killer instinct that Coach DeBoer told me this season. He goes, I think we got it. And after week two, I think we had the Tulsa game. He goes, this killer instinct's developing. And now they have it. They're, they're truly built for this stage. And it's because of of a lot of things, Michael Penix Jr.'s mentality and what he's gone through is a big part of it. One more. You know Steve Sarkeesian as well as anybody. He is not the same guy today that we dealt with at Washington. And he was I thought he was pretty good at Washington. Explain to Husky fans how Steve Sarkeesian has processed going through his journey and how different he is today than he was back then. Yeah, well, I think he's almost 50. And got the is job he that old? Too. He was like yeah. 34 when 34, he got, yeah, when he got hired. 
So I, I talked to him today for a while uh, at Media Days. I'm sure you had a chance to yeah. say hello to him. And I asked him that exact question. I said, have you been able to zoom out and look at your life? And I think my question was, what is it like to be you right now? And he sat back and he goes, you know, I'm so appreciative of my time in Washington because it allowed me to go through things professionally, personally, developing a team, developing a culture, learning, taking another job, struggling. You know, his, his, you know, his issues with alcohol have been well documented and he had to live that in the public eye. And now he's like, I've never been happier in my life. I think from a play caller standpoint, he's always been aggressive. From an offensive philosophy standpoint, he's always had a certain lens that is just so unique. I think he's, uh, and Ryan Grubb, I think we're looking at the two best play callers you could argue in the country. And they're in the conversation, top five, I'd, I'd say. But I think his just maturation of being with Coach Carroll and then being on his own and then going through what he went through at SC and then being around Nick Saban and the NFL, like all of those things have allowed him to pull from all of those guys and still be Steve Sarkeesian. And I can remember this. This is a memory that's coming to my head. We're in his car in L.A. and we're driving up uh, to something around the ESPYs. This is 20 years ago now. We're listening to this guy, Seattle native Lou Tice. Right. Yeah. Some of your listeners may know who Lou Tice is. Oh, yeah. Everybody up in right. Seattle knows Lou Tice. And Lou would always come around a lot. Pete Carroll and Lou were like best buds. And Lou would come in and often talk about like if you're looking for a parking spot and you start focusing on the parking spot, the parking spot will appear. Right. And it's this whole idea of like, what are you focusing on? What are you going to attract? And I think for Steve Sarkeesian, like he's always focused on building like a really healthy culture and one that can win for a sustained period of time. And I think we're going to start seeing that at Texas. And I think it's because it's the best, uh, most crystal clear version of Steve Sarkeesian. He's always had magic. I felt that when I met him when I was 18 for the first time. I was like, this guy's like Pete. This guy is unique, right? Just like when you meet Chris Peterson, just like you meet Kalen DeBoer, like you can just kind of feel it. And now he's just a mature version of that. And I think for UW fans, like know that he's got such great reverence for that place because it gave him his shot. And he knows that he wouldn't be here without that experience. And he made that very clear to me today when we talked. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.